You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. This podcast is sponsored by Perfect Planner Company, the ultimate planner for today's modern online entrepreneur. It's tough being an entrepreneur. There are so many things to think about and keep track of in your business. It's so easy to become stressed, overwhelmed, and disorganized, but Perfect Planner Company has your back. Created by Monique Svensson, who has 30 years of planning and organizational experience, this planner and all of their stationary range will help you to start planning and taking action rather than procrastinating and leaving business to chance. Perfect Planner Company also creates branded bespoke planners for entrepreneurs and huge corporate firms and has created thousands of planners for their teams and business partners. These planners help me time block, get organized and set goals, and I'm so happy to be collaborating with them. To find out more, go straight to the link in the show notes. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that's been quite prevalent over the past couple of years and maybe even a bit more than that, but seems to be getting even more and more common. And that is cancel culture, um, which is a difficult one to discuss because it goes into so many different types of issues that I think a lot of people now are afraid to even talk about, but I think it's important to. So I've brought somebody on who um, sometimes has different opinions to me on these kind of subjects. And so I thought it was really important that you don't just hear my view on things. So I've brought on my my new marketing manager. She's not that new anymore, but my marketing manager, Ange. So welcome to the podcast, Ange. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, And obviously, Ange knows the background as to why I want to talk about this subject. Um, If I'm completely honest about it, I have been very in favour of cancel culture um, you know, if if people say things about somebody and there's like a hundred people all saying, you know, we need to stop this person, it's awful, the thing she's doing isn't good. I have been that person that's gone, yeah, this sounds awful, you know, we shouldn't allow this person to continue. And have been, and you know, we've we've seen some very high profile ones over the past couple of years out there. And um, I've been that person that has kind of agreed with it. And, you know, if I'm honest, I did kind of think a tiny bit there's no smoke without fire. If there's enough people that say something, you know, especially like when we come to things like the Me Too movement, which we'll get into later, I always think, well, there's no smoke without fire. So this is a good thing. Um, However, this week and actually the past four weeks, something has happened in my business, which has made me take stock and start thinking, is this always a good thing? So. I'll kind of talk you through a little bit without going into too much detail about what happened. But there was somebody um, in one of my groups that uh, said something that was people didn't agree with in the group, which is fine. That happens all the time in my groups. People disagree with each other and they do it in a really polite way. And they just say, I'm not sure about this. And, you know, that happened. And this person took offense to that and, and started name calling and that kind of thing. And so, as I always do, because I cannot abide any kind of bullying, I took that comment out. Didn't remove the person. I just took the comment out because I just don't think we should be allowing that kind of thing in our spaces. And um, and it's from the there, line, isn't it? It's the line, isn't it? It's yeah. good to disagree. It's good to have that discussion. That's how we grow. That's how we change. 
but there's that line where it's like hang on a minute yeah that's too far and I think the line with me is name calling I'm quite good at even quite deep debate on I don't agree with this you know why do you think that I like challenge I think we should be challenging things in Facebook groups but when someone starts calling anyone else names with swearing involved I'm a bit like no this isn't the kind of space for that and so I deleted it and because I deleted it this person went from naught to 60 very quickly and didn't like it removed herself from the group um and you know decided that because I'd removed the comment I was the antichrist and normally with those things I just move on that person's removed themselves from the group and I'll carry on but this time that didn't happen the person because she, I think because she wasn't getting my attention, um, decided to rage an all-out war on social media, which thankfully for me, my operations manager Zoe and Ange um, knew about, but didn't tell me because I was do- I was so busy at the time and doing lots of things and they knew how that would affect my energy. But there was post after post after post talking about, I mean, I've written down some of the some of the things that were said, and I'm not going to read them all out because I'd probably have to put an explicit warning on this. But, you know, some of the things were hurtful. They were things like, Lisa was never really bullied. She's only representing a bullying charity so that she can get away with bullying so many other people. I'm a narcissist. I look like a man in drag was one of them. Um, I'm supported by a a bunch of brown, no sycophantic Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing. I discriminate against people with mental health. I'm a con artist. I'm vile. There were all these things. And it was a post a day, pretty much, or maybe two. And they were coming up like big and talking about passive income. It was, it was very obvious if you knew me that it was me, I think. But then I ignored all of that. When, when I finally found out about it, I ignored like I always do. I don't give it attention because I think that makes it worse. But I think because I didn't give it attention, it escalated even further. And this woman started putting videos up as a call to arms about me, using my name, saying that I needed to be pretty much cancelled and calling for any other business owners that don't like me or have ever had problems with me to get in touch so they could form a little gang and and stop me working, basically, and make, make sure that I have a downfall. And one of the videos ended with something along the lines of, I'm coming for you, Lisa Johnson. You've messed with the wrong person this time. So it was quite threatening. And it was, you know, I wouldn't say it was scary, but it was quite threatening. And for a second, I got worried. You know, if that had been somebody with more followers, that could have been absolutely detrimental to my business and livelihood. Because if somebody is, you know, tagging in my Instagram saying, this is the person, you know, go see her and that kind of thing. And saying my name and saying that, you know, I, I don't support people with mental health issues and, and I'm, I'm a bully and all of these kind of things that I rally for all the time. You can imagine if someone else picked that up and shared it and someone else picked it up, that would be detrimental because people believe there's no smoke without fire. It was all lies. Like every single tiny bit of it was born from nothing. And that's the thing is that people can see it. And immediately, because of cancel culture, use that in inverted commas, we are immediately then jumping on the back of, right, so Lisa, in this example, has clearly done something very wrong to this person, so she must be cancelled. Let's all get rid. Even though there was no truth 
in that first instance. And I think that therein lies the problem where everybody jumps onto it and it becomes a, a massive issue for the person. And then the truth actually comes out much, much later when it's already happened. Too late, yeah. And I could see how that could happen. I was thinking, eventually, I could put all of the emails on here. You know, I could show what happened in the Facebook group because I kept everything. I could show everybody everything that was happening if I needed to, to prove that I'd done absolutely nothing wrong. This person had also contacted the charity that I work for to tell them that they wanted me to be removed as an ambassador. And, and the charity had to do an investigation, as they quite rightly should, because some people you know, might be in the wrong. And they did this investigation, and, and obviously they cleared me pretty much immediately and said that you haven't done anything wrong, which I already knew. But even that, you know, like me helping loads of other people could have been stopped because of this one thing. And because it was one person, it wasn't as bad. But I was thinking about how if it was shared many, many times, even then, like the charity, even if they didn't believe it, they would probably have to remove me. Because if enough people believed something to be true with no evidence, then that make, puts them in a very difficult position, which is, it shouldn't be like that, really, should it? It should be that well, it used to be that if something, if you did something wrong and someone complained about it, legally, there would be a trial and, and people would see the truth and then it would all be cleared or not be cleared. But these days, because of social media, it's trial by social media, which can never be fair because A, people love a drama. And so they will keep perpetuating that for as long as they possibly can. But B, if enough people hype about it, it then becomes the truth, whether it is or whether it isn't. So I wanted to talk about you know, cancel culture, because I've now gone from believing in it, really, you know, this is a great thing. I mean, look at things like the reason that cancel culture is needed. Harvey Weinstein, like that's a great example of where cancel culture needs to happen. Um, there was a trial. It was very obvious what was happening. There were hundreds of people that came forward. So is that then okay? Because there was enough people that it became obvious that it was true but when does that enough people become okay so like if we take for instance Kevin Spacey who was told about the same you know he'd done the same things um but only one person said he did and yet the cancel culture was the same there was no trial he he didn't admit to anything there was no trial and um you know the guy that that had said that he had done this thing 20 years ago said he didn't want that it to go to the police or anything like that and therefore, there is no way for anyone to be cleared. But he got cancelled anyway. And I don't know whether he did or didn't do anything. But do you see what I mean about where's the level of proof anymore? Where's the level of, you know, it must be true because someone said it. And I have always been the person that you believe the person that is saying that something happened because we need to start believing people that say that things happened. But this experience had made, has made me completely rethink that. I think it's really important to acknowledge that it's also such a wider question. There's so many things that do need to change that have historically always been the same. And I think that, you know, what you're talking about there is a big part, a big piece of that. Like we need to we need to hold the space for people that have been victims of what they have been through to feel able to come forward and to talk about it and to not stay quiet about things that clearly should not be happening or have happened. But 
when the media then jump onto these smaller stories and give them that energy and as you said it becomes a trial by social that's where one of the issue comes in but I mean there are laws against journalists talking about it but it's as if they are then above the law and added to a massive question you know you cannot mention things that are going through trial on social media in the newspapers you cannot do it and yet I just see it happening over and over again it adds all this fuel or this energy and then like you said perhaps the person who's being cancelled becomes a victim but it's too late the too um, late need- the real big thing because I was thinking about this with my situation in the last few weeks obviously I got a defamation lawyer immediately had a defamation lawyer who read it and said wow this is like you could make so much money from this there was so much to happen the damages are so would be so big because of the amount of things she said about you that are very clearly untrue that we could actually do something with this. And obviously a a letter was sent because we started the process of of defamation um, and libel and slander and all of the things that were there. But by the time that goes through, it will probably be, I don't know, six months time. If this, this particular one doesn't matter because she didn't really have a following, but if she'd had a following and that had taken six months to go through, I'm already ruined, you know. When we talk about... Damage is done. The damage is completely done. I just want to read out what Wikipedia describes as cancel culture. It says, it's a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, on social media, or in person. Those subject to this ostracism are said to have been cancelled. When we say cancelled, that can mean a livelihood cancelled, food on the table you know, a roof over kids' heads. I think we need to be really careful of, you know, of doing our due diligence. And when we read something about anyone that has has hype on it, you know, when lots of people then start gathering in and saying things, I think we need to actually look at the truth a bit of, you know, have actually research the person, research what might have happened ask if necessary, ask the questions that need to be asked rather than just immediately assuming that something is true. Um, We had someone a couple of years ago, we were doing a panel in one of my memberships to make sure that um, we were being as diverse as we possibly could. And it was kind of before all of the diversity issues have really raised their heads in the last two years. And we we were doing a panel and somebody said that they didn't feel very welcome in GSD. And we take that really seriously. It was a a woman of colour. And so we, you know, decided to ask everybody else, did they feel welcome? Because we wanted to make sure this, you know, we, we can sort this problem out. And one person said, oh, well, I went to a party that Lisa had put on or an event that Lisa put on, and I felt that everybody just wasn't talking to me there because of the colour of my skin. And this was awful. Like, I felt awful about it. And then someone else said, oh, that ha- yeah, that happened to me too. We then did an investigation into it and found out that neither of them had ever been to any event that I'd ever put on. And so, you know, it can then, 
imagine if that was out there and, and then, you know, you can see how that could escalate into Lisa doesn't care about diversity and when she has parties, you know, no one feels welcome if they're women of colour. And it was terrifying, but it simply wasn't true because they'd never been to any. And then when I spoke to one of them, they said, oh, I got confused, actually. It was a party by this other coach. It was nothing. Again, the damage is done. The damage is done. And people jumped on the bandwagon of it to say they felt like that too, even though the first one hadn't happened, the second one hadn't happened. And then other people started coming forward. And when we spoke to all of them individually in the end, it simply wasn't like they all admitted that actually they didn't feel like that, but they wanted to support the first person and the second person. And I think there's a problem with this. And I don't know what the solution is because I think everybody needs a voice. I think every single person should be able to say how they feel about things. But I think we need to be careful about defamation because it seems that defamation, which was a a very good British law, which really did protect people until, you know, a trial had happened, no longer matters. Like it doesn't, no one really cares about it. If they want to say something about somebody on social media, they're going to go and say it. And honestly, on a much lesser scale, you know, we've had Google reviews from people that have never worked with us giving us a one-star review. I've told you about this in the podcast before. We had a competitor who who decided to to take it upon themselves to be a different person each day and give me a one-star review for about four months. And, you know, that Google will do nothing about that because they're too busy and they don't really care. And there's also no proof that those people aren't real people. But it can ruin a business. It can ruin a livelihood because somebody's lying. How do we come to terms with this this line of wanting people to be cancelled if they're really doing something wrong and not just deciding that anyone that says someone is doing something wrong must be? This is the thing, because do we not think that by cancelling cancel culture we then leave this space for the people that are doing things wrong to continue to do it to continue to get away with it to continue to hurt other people like I think it's really important that we call out the, you know these things that, that are happening and I'm even small things like I'm sure we've all had instances in our businesses lots of small businesses have you know that review issue you mentioned they've all had things like that happen to them where do we address it where do we change it where do we find that line where does it start and I think it starts by asking better questions I think we're so used to oh if it's posted online then it's true be true (laughs) it must be true it's gone to digital print and I think it's time to start asking better questions smarter questions not just taking that post for what it's worth um to and you've mentioned it before as well. It's similar with, with bullying and being the bystander, just accepting that, oh, that person hurt you. Well, let's all hurt her as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what needs to start. It it does need to. And I suppose it's really, for me, I find it really difficult. It's the most difficult in between a line position I've ever been in. Normally I'm very opinionated and I can be like, this is right. I believe this to be right. And I believe this to be wrong. But with cancel culture, I'm so, I'm so in the middle of it because there's so many things that need to be stopped and they won't be stopped unless people start calling it out. Even, you know, I call out stuff in the industry that is, is not good. I call out the stuff that people are being misled about and that kind of thing. And I believe people should call stuff out, but then 
when it's if people can just say anything whether it's lies or not it's a really tricky one for me because I don't want to cancel cancel culture but I also don't want to be cancelled and if it can happen to me the problem is it can happen to anyone you know I used to think well you know cancel culture is for those people that have really they've done something wrong even if it's not as bad as what people might be saying they've done something wrong to warrant this but now that this has happened when I didn't do anything wrong at all now I'm like well what if they haven't what if somebody hasn't done something wrong like you say when you say when you have called people out in the in the industry or, or called people out are you always super confident that that's right like have you asked them those questions have well, you I don't know now I feel like exactly. I, I'm, I'm rethinking everything like have I have I gone to the person and said why have you put this on there when it's obviously not true no like I haven't maybe there was something behind you know someone misleading their figures and those kind of things I suppose the thing that I do is I call out I call out concepts rather than people yeah so, you know, things that I don't think are right, like, you know, lying about how much you earn or saying that it only takes one email to make millions of pounds, saying you can make six figures in six weeks. All of those kind of things are concepts that I call out because they're simply not true and it's misleading to the industry. I suppose the difference is where it's a person and you're naming the person and you are telling people not to work with them anymore and that this person needs to be stopped which is exactly what this woman said like this person needs to be stopped it was a call to arms I've talked about calls to action before and maybe I even taught her calls to action and I did not mean like this Um, (laughs) but it was very much like this person needs to be stopped who will come with me to do it who will support me in stopping this person and I think that's where we're on a tricky wick and that's when it becomes really difficult of who to believe. As somebody watching that, say, for example, with this instance that, that's happened recently in the business, obviously myself and Zoe knew that there was no truth to it. But then you watch the the lie or that person's interpretation of what happened. And then you watch the collective gather because it, like you mentioned earlier, this is the drama, this is the new thing. So when you know absolutely that it's not true and then you're watching this momentum picking up, like it's awful. And I can't see a way that that is going to be stopped until people start to ask better questions and use social media differently. And and there is one way of stopping it. And normally this is the way I would do, but I've learned from my mistake. So normally (laughs) if I see something like that, I would go on straight onto it and say, this is what actually happened. And if I need to show proof, I would do it on right on the video that they're posting. Um, I would defend myself and I would show the, the reality of it. And I know that they can delete that because it's their social media or whatever, but it at least gives me a chance. But in this instance, doing that would have brought more attention to it, yeah. which you don't want. And so I couldn't, I didn't even feel like I could defend myself to the few people that were rallying, you know, and, and yeah. hyping it up. I didn't even feel like I could do that. I felt completely silenced. And you know, backed into a, a a position where I was helpless and couldn't do anything about it. And, and that's where the law comes in. And so I was like, well, okay, we kn- I know what I can do in this situation. Um, there are laws to stop this thing happening, but then it can be too late. In this instance, it isn't too late. And so that's good, but it could be. 
And also you have to be in a fortunate position to be able to do that, right? Lots of small businesses have this happen often and aren't in a position to have a lawyer, you know, on on standby to do this for them. And I can think of so many times when I've seen something that is, now when I think back, it might not have been true. Like someone said something on social media about somebody else and I've believed it. Like, if I'm honest, I've believed it because so many people were talking about it that my head just went, it must be true. Um, I interviewed somebody recently on a podcast that said that their whole life was cancelled because they made a mistake in the business, but the newspapers hyped it up, like, massively to make out that she was some kind of evil villain. And so she got completely cancelled. And in the real world, people do make mistakes. And it doesn't usually mean that that they lose everything. Like if they make a mistake, this was over over money that they'd made a mistake on. But even talking to her made me think, God, you know, if I'd have seen you in the newspaper, I would have believed everything that newspaper was saying because I would think, well, they're not allowed to say things that aren't true. But there are nuances to every situation and reasons why things might happen. And so... Now I think about it, I think, oh, I know you as a person. I would I would absolutely know 100% you would never do anything to hurt anyone. And yet, if I'd have read that before knowing you, I would absolutely believe it was true, which is worrying me because it's making me rethink everything. Um, <laughs> exactly. And those integral messaging that comes through, even when it's like one person says something and starts to filter these messages and then it drips. And in the end, you don't know where the messages come from. You just know you don't like them. And it happens so often, like Meghan Markle, you know, you just constantly told these little things that like, oh, she wore this dress that showed her arms, but Kate didn't look too nice. And it, you get these thoughts and opinions that you're like, oh, yeah, I don't like them. And when when you say to someone, oh, why don't you like them? Oh, I just get a bad vibe. Oh, yeah. Like, no, you've, <laughs> no, you've, you've been don't. You've had, you've had years of being drip fed a PR yeah. campaign that you don't like this person. Um, and I think that's and it's, it's happened important to me. that... Yeah, That's I happened can to see you. it happening to you. Yeah, you've seen that from the outside. You know, you sort of followed my journey from the outside and people drip fed and always drip feed information about me that isn't true. But because there's like a little tiny bit here and a little bit there, then sometimes people do come to me and go, oh, I really didn't like you at the beginning. I go, oh, why not? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, and it's because they've been told little tiny things, but they those little things build up. So whether they're true or not never actually matters in the long run. Luckily, I have a platform, so I get a little bit of a chance to turn people's minds around. Um, And also, it it doesn't bother me that much that people don't like me. You know, I'm, I'm quite strong these days and resilient, but I can see how it could be really harmful. And you've worked in... PR, you've worked on the radio. So you've seen this firsthand when it happens. I mean, when it's somebody that is a celebrity or famous, how do you see them dealing with this kind of thing? It's hard because especially when, for example, as a radio presenter, you're not allowed to have opinions. Right. It's very important that when you're talking about things, if they come up, you are very neutral because you're adding like we said, you're adding smoke to the fire, no matter which platform or how you deliver it, whether it's on the radio or television or social, you're adding these things. So, you know, I had intense training about what you can and cannot say on the radio, particularly when it came to 
political campaigns and elections and things like that and big stories and that's what I don't understand is missing now people can so easily just post and talk about it with no consequences and I'm always so aware of the person that you're talking about so when it comes to how that you know celebrity feels it's heartbreaking when you know that somebody has perhaps made that mistake or done something wrong, or they haven't done anything at all, but they are being torn apart. And then people don't realise that that is then everything. That's not somebody that can then, you know, go and get an office job or um, work in a shop or any anything. They, they have no way of making income again or moving on it because they can't move past it. Yeah. And, that, and that's hard to watch but then it's also hard on the other side when you're like well there's plenty of people that actually have done the wrong thing they should be held accountable yeah and it's trying to find a way like we mentioned earlier to allow that space for both stories to come through without the complete cancellation of innocent parties yeah I Guys, I don't know what the answer is. I know normally I come on a podcast and I tell you the answers to things <laughs> and I teach you things. I don't have an answer to this, but I would love to hear your views on it. Um, I will post in the Fabulous 5%. I'll put a thread up there um, in the Facebook group and I would love you to come on and tell me your experiences of this and what you think and, and how do we work out what's true and what's not these days without ruining people's livelihoods unless they deserve to be ruined I'm not even sure anyone deserves to be ruined now I think about it but yeah so come on and talk to us I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and thanks for being here and to discuss this with me it's so much easier to discuss things like this with somebody else otherwise it's just me giving you a monotone um (laughs) it's good to have different opinions and um I will speak to you next week for the next podcast Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.